Welcome to the Type Slay podcast, the show that is for women by women. Type Slay is meant for any woman who is looking to unlock their potential, needs motivation, or is just looking to find a community of like-minded Type Slay women. I'm Jane Dufresne. And I'm Carly Bell. And today on the Type Slay podcast, we're talking about balancing home and work life. (laughs) The thing that everybody is after. Yes, I'm after it 30 years in. I'm still after it. But I think there's hope. You do? I do. I think that as your life evolves and you come into different perspectives, you realize that you can make it work with some conditions. <laughs> so my thoughts about work-life balance is that a perfect work-life balance is not realistic. And I think people chasing a perfect balance is just setting themselves up for failure. Totally agree. And I think that it's about finding the harmony between the two that works best for you. That and makes is you the happy. word, harmony. I love that word. Yeah. That's a way that's a good way to put it in perspective. Cuz I think when you're talking about like a balance, it's kind of like the two are at odds. You know, yeah. whereas instead it's kind of like a harmony of making all these different pieces of my life work together in a way that is satisfying to me and makes me happy. Satisfying is such a broad word. <laughs> what is satisfying to you is different than what's satisfying to me, which is why we formed this podcast and this friendship. And I think like looking at your decision to go do your own business, start your own business, gives you, in my opinion, my perception, so much more freedom. But we've talked about in the previous podcast that it's actually not more freedom because you are tied to your work at all times. So I think that is definitely an assumption. Yes. I think that people, that might be appealing to a lot of people about starting your own business, but the reality is that I feel like I work around the clock right. and I have to really get better about having boundaries because I will be laying in bed at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., checking my emails. Mm-hmm. Some nights I'm working until midnight mm-hmm. and then getting up in the morning before a day full of meetings so that I can tackle some of my to-do list. So, you know, okay. it's funny because I stop and think sometimes and I remember one of the things that I told my old boss when I started my business was that I really just wanted to, I was, I was quitting and starting this because I really wanted to create a great quality of life for myself. <laughs> and How'd that work out <laughs> quality wise? For a while, it worked out pretty good. And then, you know, you start growing yes. and your team starts, you know, you, you feel more of the, more of the pressure. I think when your team starts growing, there's people that's relying on you. And yep. now all of a sudden it's not just you. Yep. So. Yeah. I remember when, I got the position I'm in, the person that ultimately hired me sat me down and said, you need to know that when you take on this new position, something in your life is going to give. And I'm not here to tell you what that is, but this is a much bigger time commitment, both in the office and out of the office. And of course, I remember thinking, well, I'm going to show him on nothing. Mm -hmm. No ball is going to be dropped. But he was right. And so I did have to kind of lean out of some things. Uh, I figured out a way that I could could give in other ways, but definitely when you climb the ladder, more of your soul is given to your work, and that means maybe there's not harmony or less harmony other places. But I think we're here today to talk about both of our journeys and both of the our thoughts or tips on how we are fighting that battle. 
Yeah, and I think right now, too, at the stage of life that I'm in, with, you know, being 33, married, not having kids, I almost feel the pressure of, like, forget about a work-life balance and, like, work, 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 Mm -hmm. work, because, like, right now you don't have little children, you Mm -hmm. know, depending on you and, you know, their schedules and their needs, you know, that have to come first. And so I think that's also something that contributes to me not having a great work-life balance right now because I just know that that's hopefully on the horizon sometime soon and but that's still not healthy in a good way for me to be working right now you know I have to have some boundaries yeah so I was like you I did a lot of career development before kids and I had kids when I um, when I was 34 and I remember thinking to myself well I've made it to a certain level I've networked, I'm in everything, I've done everything I could, and then now I'm having kids, and I'm going to focus on that. And I kind of dropped back away from the networking, not away from my job, still worked, but away from that feeling that I had to do everything. And now they're in teenagers, and I'm back in, feeling like I'm mm-hmm. doing everything and everywhere. Because I do feel like that clock is ticking on the career and needing to get things done. So mm-hmm. I just think there's seasons in your life where things are in different harmony like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast so yeah why don't we start with some tips why don't you go first so my first tip for um, achieving some type of work home life harmony is working out of the house and in an office and you know maybe it doesn't even have to be an office actually it does have to be an office (laughs) (laughs) let's say that you know, you're a young entrepreneur and you can't afford an office, whatever it is, even a coffee shop, yeah, you go know, somewhere. somewhere outside of your house. Because even though Evan and I don't have kids, we do have four pets. And every time I work outside of the office uh, or outside of our home, I am so amazed by how much more I get done, how productive I am without like the interruptions of the dogs coming in. I feel like it's also hard, even having a designated office at home and you can shut the door and get in a zone, I feel like it's still kind of hard to mentally detach from all the things around your house that that needs to be done, you know? I feel like it still kind of takes up some mental space. So I think that when I go to the office, I really try to set boundaries for myself and say, okay... I'm not leaving here until I, this is the thing I was going to say, the to-do list never ends. And especially as a business owner, I could work 24 hours a day for the next 365 days. And guess what? There's still going to be more on my to-do list. I can only imagine. And I, yeah, the to-do list. So I, that's another thing that I like to really do too, is be really structured and strategic with my to-do list. And that's actually one of my one of my hacks or tips for later on. But when I go to the office, I really try to tell myself, okay, I'm not going to leave until I'm able. And I, you know, obviously within reason, I'm not going to be there until ten o'clock. But you know, I tell myself I'm leaving here at five right. or four, whatever it is, and then I'm done for the day. Yep. And that's hard for me. I switch it up sometimes I'm like I'm not going home until I finish this project or these things and then sometimes I'm like I want to spend dinner with my kids and then I will squirrel away in the office at eight while they're doing homework or doing their showers and I will yeah but our lives are kind of opposite though in that you 
have worked from in an office yeah. this whole time. Whole time. You know, and so I get that. I get like the appeal of wanting to work from home and being home more. But you know, it's just like with anything else, like too much of a of no. Anything, I think there should you know, be a balance. Is, we did work from home for five weeks at the beginning of COVID, and I will tell you that the I call it the granola crunching. My husband and I shared an office, and he eats a lot. He is not <laughs> large. He's slim, but he has a metabolism. This shout out to Robin Moses. He's got a metabolism that I wish I had, and he would eat food and crunch his granola, and I was, I was going to like strangle him. I'm like, I've got to go back to my office so I can get away from the granola crunching. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I also just felt so isolated. Even only five weeks, I needed my people. I needed that collaboration. I needed that that like sounding board of ideas and just I'm not really an extrovert but I definitely could not work at home all the time I do think people need to be with people well it's kind of like motivating and inspiring you know like there's a certain amount of like energy and collaboration that happens and you know I think it's hard to replicate that at home on zoom absolutely yeah all right so my first um advice is communication and scheduling. Those who know me know that I am very scheduled and it's the only way that I can keep my sanity. So I over communicate to my husband, to the children, probably not as much to the children, but to my husband and to my work uh, team, what I've got going on, when it's happening, uh, meetings in the morning, meetings in the evenings, we go over calendars months in advance and we are on Outlook, we share Google calendars, and I think that's the best way so there's no surprises. Like, are you gonna pick the dogs up from daycare? No, I'm gonna be downtown at this meeting I told you about. It's not on the calendar, so then uh-huh. what do you do? Or Doug used to travel for work and he'll, you know, he's like, oh yeah, didn't I tell you I've gotta to go to Charlotte next week? No, it's not on the <laughs> calendar and I've got a business meeting or a dinner. Uh-huh. So I just think that avoids all the surprises and the hurt feelings and any kind of resentment um, is if everything is scheduled and you're uber communicative. Mm -hmm. That's a good tip. And I've started to do that with Evan as well. And and he's also started sharing his appointments and stuff with me too. But you're right. It just makes everything a lot easier, you know? (laughs) And so if I, if he has a hair appointment or I have a hair appointment, I shouldn't call his a hair appointment. It's just a haircut. (laughs) Um, So you get this frosted tips. (laughs) I'm so jealous of him. His hair appointments are so easy. Um, you could have that haircut. <laughs> shoot. And I'll slay it. Um, so we've been sharing appointments and things. Even like as simple as you coming over here or like having a podcast guest yeah. over. Like so that he knows, I know, we're all on the same page and there's no surprises. Yeah, it seems so simple to say it out loud, but it really is hard because you think, okay, I've got my Outlook calendar and I know what I'm doing. But if you have to balance your home and kids and picks pick up and sports and all the things, yeah, and you can't assume too. that your significant other knows, you know, right. what's going on in your life yeah. unless you're telling them and yeah. you know they have a place to keep up with it. Can I move on to number two because yeah. I think it kind of segues into weeknight commitments. Go for it. So I have a rule that there will not be more than one to two weeknight commitments each week. Because, as many of you know, I don't have my kids every night and I cherish that time as it's fleeting with them, but also because of work-life balance. I think that if you're out every night of the week, 
even if you don't have kids, it's a drain on your energy. And you do start to resent the fact that you're working eight or nine or 10 hours and then you're going to an event to network or whatever you're doing out with friends, including social things. But I think just knowing what your capacity is and defining that and having a set schedule like okay every week there'll be one to two things and maybe on one week I'm doing three or four things like I did last week oh my gosh Jane I know but then this week I have no board meetings I have no plans with friends it's just with my kids and Mm -hmm. it's with my family so I get to go home every night from work I just think it's important to kind of set that boundary and not have it like well whatever comes up I'm going to attend because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden your calendar is overbooked and you're just depleted completely so not only boundarying is that a word you're (laughs) you're after or before work like I had a 7 30 coffee meeting this morning and then if I also had an evening activity god I'm away from the house for 13 hours I mean that's just Mm -hmm. you basically go to bed and you get back up and go to work that just feels like that just doesn't work for me personally like it's it's just not good for your mental wellness you know all of that so I am definitely more of an introvert. Like it's so hard to believe. And well, I'm like one of the. I'm like a little surprise. Um, <laughs> You're a surprise. A little surprise. That's a quote. I'm a little. I'm, I'm a little surprised because you know I'm really kind of quiet when I'm in like a new setting, mm-hmm. and then you know then I let my freak flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously I definitely I am somebody that definitely has to recharge I cannot imagine even going to two things a week consistently after work right and that's that's cool to each his own some people don't do anything I just am involved in a lot of things that have a lot of evening commitments and but that but it makes you happy and it brings you joy to do those things it does um I well I think I'm doing most of it for my career I will say that I have gone away from a lot of drinking networking events um and so I look at those organizations and I think I don't really know anyone anymore because I haven't invested the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you can't be everywhere and you've got to pick and choose like I said earlier something has to give before my kids were born I was everywhere Carly I was at every event really Tuesday Wednesday Thursday if it was in the evening I was there okay so I have a question for you and um how do you find the energy to God, do that? I think I was running on fumes. I don't know how I did it when I so was in my So even then and, and now, though, I mean, like, you have such an impressive career. You have a family. You have all these things going on. You have your extracurricular activities, your <laughs> wellness that you keep up with. Like, where do you find the energy to do that? And do you have a certain routine or tip to achieve that? I will have to get back to you with that answer. <laughs> I do think I'm so driven almost to a frantic stage like now that I'm 50 I feel like the time is running out which I know sounds crazy because I have at least 40 more years I'm hoping I'd live to 90 (laughs) but I think there's so much I want to accomplish in addition to working in addition to raising children so that I'm a whole person Um, but I do sometimes feel like people perceive it as a little frenetic so I I don't know I don't know I just it's a discipline I know that but do you ever think that we're getting really deep here. I, I don't know, know if this will make this into the podcast. <laughs> but mind. seriously, do you ever think like once you get to the end of your life and you're looking back at all these things, will you be happy with doing all these things all the time? I do feel like I will regret if I don't try new things. So my friends know every year I come up with a new thing. 
this year it's the podcast like I want to try this and see how it goes I mean I can't I don't want to look back on my life and say I didn't lean in I didn't try something new I didn't test myself I didn't do something that makes me nervous or scared I I think that's a motivator I don't want to like hang back and and watch from the cheap seats Mm -hmm. I want to be in the arena yeah (laughs) no I know we are getting deep and that was kind of a really like philosophical question but I don't know like you inspire me with all the energy that you have to get all this stuff done so I need to step it up I need to to maximize my days (laughs) um okay I just did two hacks or tips so you go on to your second one all right so my second tip is it kind of piggybacks off of what I was talking about earlier it goes hand in hand with my first tip in that structure is so important but this one is specifically about like managing your task list so Mm -hmm. I have recently started putting my to-do list on my calendar and it has just been so <laughs> eye-opening. Where was it before? Well, it was in like a project management software, and it still is there. Okay. And then I also have my digital planner on my iPad where I was like actually planning out like my days. But I've started to put it in my calendar because it just sets so much more of a realistic expectation sure. of what I'm able to accomplish. Because, okay, this task might take 15 minutes. This one might take two hours. This project might take five hours of my day. And so, and then you have your meetings, you know, sandwiched in there. So today, you know, we just got back from a trip and I'm looking at my calendar and like today and tomorrow is just absolutely insane. And there was so much that I wanted to get done. But, you know, today, for example, and you can see all of my Oh yeah, it's just booked and over and and double booked in some cases. (laughs) But... It helps me to set realistic expectations and to avoid any guilt at the end of the day of like, why didn't I get to that? Yeah. Or, because I can look here and be like, well, because these priorities were more yeah. important and you, you know, you made all this happen in between all these meetings. And so it's just really nice to kind of have that visual and to just be able to set realistic expectations with myself because I go into it thinking, I'm going to get 20 things done today. Oh, no, my god! And like you said before. Six things. Six things. So, and I don't even get six things done. I I write them down, and I also have a full calendar. So I think I'm doing it wrong because I I need to put those things in my calendar so that it's realistic. I have nine things on my calendar. Well, nope, ten. I got one thing at seven p.m. tonight, so I got ten things here. But it also, I don't know. It, it even I even have on here like reply to Sandy about volunteers. Like even like my emails because. I have a terrible habit of letting my inbox take over mm, me. Like it stresses me out. Because I have ADHD. And, <laughs> you know, nothing is more of a squirrel than, like, getting an email that requires, you know, me to take action on something when I'm already in the middle oh of something my God. else. I know. And then I said, I've said before, your brain, it takes, like, 45 minutes for your brain to refocus and get back to that task once it has an interruption. So you're not even able to like find your flow again. I agree. I have that people that will email me as if the hair is on fire and it mm-hmm. needs to be taken care of immediately. And I want to respect people that are in a hurry, but that means I put my schedule on hold to deal with their problem. I had a boss once that said, don't make your problem my problem, but that's my job. I have to deal with problems. And it really derails me. So I'm going to start using your tip about putting my to-do list in my calendar 
so it's that awesome it's off the paper and, and shout out to emily wallace who i'm going to try to to have as a guest she um is she owns a government contracting company and she's also one of the founders of this app that i used to do some marketing for and now they're pivoting with a new name and they're just they're awesome but they kind of tie your to-do list your calendar all these things they've done so much research on productivity mm-hmm. and maximizing your time and time management cool and they so there is an app um and you know we can have her on and we can talk about that but I've just recently started putting all this on my calendar. And like I said, it just helps me to see what all I can accomplish. Okay. I have a question for you. On your calendar, do you book past five? You just said you have a seven o'clock meeting. Yep. So that is like an extracurricular thing. Okay. So that is, I do not book anything past five. And the thing at seven is um, I'm part of the NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners. Mm-hmm. And so we have a little virtual thing tonight. So, Ooh, so I'm you will be in comfortable that. in that because you can not yeah, go I might even out. have like a glass of wine or you oh, know, that's whatever. fun. Okay, so yeah. you put that in your calendar. I do that too, and um, I will say the email situation, the reply alls stress me out. The mm-hmm. hundreds of emails per day stress me out, and I think this has got to be wearing on my psyche and my brain. Like the over communication. We have Teams, yeah. so I'll get the Teams chat. We have texting, and we have email, and we have phone calls and I sometimes like feel like my brain's gonna melt it's because hard it's so because much people assume that they have instant access yes. to you you yes. know so because we have cell phones now people assume that they can you know text or call and just get immediate access to you and so I do think that we have to set up boundaries to protect our mental health like like I said we went on a trip it was very kind of out of the blue very spontaneous for us but we took off, you know, Friday through Monday and we went down to the beach and I just sat on the beach and just like so did jealous. not think. Like my brain and I cannot tell you how much I needed to do that. Versus me who spent four days at a volleyball tournament out of state and the whistle blowing. That's okay, but you did just go to Costa Rica. And ten thousand girls <laughs> playing volleyball and the noise, it was overwhelming to me. So Yes, the the train was going. <laughs> Gosh, but you know, and that's another tip that we'll get to that I have on my um, on mine here, and maybe I can just go right into it because it really kind of piggybacks off that. Okay, go but and then I'll go. Just to also clarify how this task list on the calendar ties mm-hmm. back to you know balance and harmony is that I don't schedule past five I don't schedule any of my to-do list past five I try to have that clear cutoff and then if there's any extracurriculars that I have chose to participate in like the one tonight then that's the exception so my third thing is make time for play so like I was just saying (laughs) it has been a while I'm trying to think when my last trip was that I took I don't know, probably sometime last summer. Um, Did you guys go to the lake somewhere? Was it Lake Gaston? Mm-hmm. What's that was last summer? And mm-hmm. I was upset because I couldn't get to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, oh yeah, it was September. It was September of last year. You did not communicate that to me, and I didn't share that. You didn't share your calendar. <laughs> so um, I was technically still working on that trip. I got a lot done, so that doesn't count. So actually in May, was last May was my relaxing trip because sometimes I do like to take trips and work like literally just sit out on the dock and work I get a lot done I get 
creative, I get inspired, and yeah. it's good. But this trip that we just got back from, and we just found like this really cute little place on Airbnb. It was oceanfront. It was just perfect. And oh my gosh, it was so good for me. We'll link that in the show notes. But you said that was an awesome host, and you had a great time. The it was best a place. Airbnb experience I've ever I, had. I have not awesome. had the greatest experiences, so I would like to have a good one. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll definitely share it. So it was just so awesome to, and you know, my our our team knew they knew, um, you know, how to reach us if needed. I had a couple of appointments because, like I said, it was pretty spontaneous. So mm-hmm. I had a couple of meetings that I had to do on um, Thursday and Friday. You know, but just change of venue, I think, is nice too. Yeah, and I just did not realize how like starved my brain was to just chill yeah and to not have to be constantly on like oh my gosh it was awesome so anyway making time for play planning a trip or taking time off does not just happen you know hope is not a strategy (laughs) I say that all the time it doesn't just happen and so before you know it the end of the year's here and you didn't take any trips with your friends or family or anybody and you've just been working yeah yeah so I think it's just so important for your mental health and wellness, and it's good for everybody. Like, I'm back. I'm recharged. Yeah, you're in a whole different headspace this week. (laughs) can benefit from that. Evan can benefit from that. Our team benefits from it. You know, like, I just think the misconception is that, like, you know, taking time away, you know, you're going to go, you're going to fall behind, or, you know, your team needs you, and this, and it's just excuses that you're making to not take the trip. Because the reality is that everyone benefits Remember from it. Remember when we interviewed Meryl and she said she and Dave hadn't taken a trip like in like years, years? Yeah. Because they both couldn't be gone at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, fortunately for us, like we can be digital nomads yeah. if we wanted to. And we could travel could as do much like as we want. like a caravan. What do they call the van life? So listen, I really want to like take like just like travel in like an RV. Yeah. Like, all around the U.S. Me like, too. find the places that we like and, like, stay there for a while, you know? I think it would be so awesome. That sounds dreamy. Would you bring the dogs? Yeah, of course. I'd have to bring Did the dogs. Did you bring the dogs last weekend? Oh, yeah. Okay. And they, and, but they are great little travelers and they just love the ocean and, like, Jack's just. Oh, I'm sure. Goes insane. I mean, you've seen him in an Innsbruck puddle. Imagine him <laughs> in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> And That's then he great. runs out and he's like rolling in the sand, oh like God, just what covered. A yeah. But so that's my other tip, making time for play because it's not going to happen. It's not going to book itself. No, I, I think I told you last week I went to um, Hamilton with my girlfriend, Eileen. We planned it last November. Mm-hmm. That's, sa- that's sad. But it, it as it came up, I'm like, oh, I have this, I have this. And I'm like. Oh, this is what is important in life in these moments with friends right. and family doing these special things yeah but you have to plan and you have to make effort um and, and this it doesn't year just happen. you know we're in the middle of april and we didn't have anything planned for this year oh um, carly not a thing and so we do have a lake trip planned the end of may and then this one just came up spontaneously because okay. we've had a lot of like personal family stress. And so my mom actually came with us on this yeah, trip. We took her good. and everybody got to chill. But we didn't have anything planned. And I'm just like, gosh, if we don't book something, I will literally get to the end of the year and be like so anxious and a terrible version of myself yeah, because agreed. I didn't take the trip. Okay. 
tip number three, having a timeout period in the evenings and on weekends for no phone and no work. Um, I think I was like obsessed with my phone when I got my smartphone years ago and it's gotta be 2008 um, when my daughter who was six, six, four, five, what was she? Anyway, young. She was like, mommy, you're always on your phone. And I was like horrified because I think it was like stuck to my hand and I was Mm -hmm. always looking and always looking at, and I'm like, this is bullshit. What am I doing? First of all. So I got off of all social media and just took a break for Lent, I think one year. And then I just said, I mean, if someone really needs me, my phone can ring. I don't need to look at email or text or be that available. And this is precious time. So, I mean, I put my phone in my purse, not on the counter, in my purse when I get home from work. And there are several hours that I'm with my family or friends or whatever, and I'm not looking. I think it's so rude when people have their phone out during times of play mm-hmm. and it's almost like a crutch it's weird so I don't like the phone so have you ever seen the there's like this um cartoon or illustration where basically it's like photos of all these people in different mm-hmm. situations and they're both on their phone but they have photoshopped the phone out and so it's literally just people like just staring you know like zombies like they're you know yeah. having dinner and they're just like staring at their hand like zombies and it's just that's gross such kind of like an eye-opening way to look at it yeah so weekends too i mean if my kids are sleeping in i'll do some work in the saturday morning or sunday morning before church or whatever but i also think like there's season so last year i had a couple of big transactions and i was working some weekends and nights trying mm-hmm. to make sure that I was keeping up with all the latest versions of all the documents. And I, I was really stressed out. I wasn't sleeping well. I was very anxious. Mm-hmm. That season has passed. And I'm like, wow, I, I didn't really work this weekend. And I feel kind of guilty. There must have been something I should be working on. <laughs> Ugh. But I do think if you are if you have to work on the weekends, if you have to work at night, I know my boss works crazy hours. But Mm -hmm. there is a period of time where you can disconnect and be in the moment with your family and your friends or your partner Yeah, I think it just takes effort. The same thing that comes back to like having a plan or having a – it's not just going to happen on its own. No. And that's like I think a a really important takeaway, at least for me, is it's not just going to happen on its own. Like I have to set these boundaries. I have to make the effort to step away from my phone. And you said that, you know, you and someone else that you – work with like you guys don't check your phones oh. past 9 p.m yep. because there's oh. nothing you can do about it at that time such of night. a stressor if if we're working on a deal and you just you're like i wonder if they responded to my counter proposal and here it is 9 30 at night and they send you back a ridiculous offer and all you do all night is like stew mm-hmm. about that's not gonna work and they shouldn't have said that and i can't believe they think that way and then you don't even sleep and then the next day you're jacked so no I do not look at email past I try not to do it past nine I don't even look at my phone past nine since you've told me that I'm really trying not to myself and I'm really trying to make an effort now that I'm you know back from this trip and I'm feeling so refreshed I'm like I want to maintain this feeling for as long as I possibly can well the phone in the bed is also like the tv in the bedroom the phone in the bed I mean you should be doing other things in the bed Carly (laughs) Uh, there's two reasons to be in your bedroom, sleep and something else. And it's not looking <laughs> and at it's your not. phone 
or at the TV. So we have a no TV in the bedroom policy. And really, after listening to a podcast recently about the the waves, whatever waves these are sending out mm. to your body, mm-hmm. n- next to your head on the I nightstand, know. I don't think I should have my phone in my room. So that's actually one of my tips. Um, so I'll, I'll jump down okay. to that one, is avoid getting on your phone at night in bed or first thing in the morning. So I went through a period, I think it was like for like Lent or something, where... You know, I was like, I'm really just because I I realized that I had this terrible, terrible habit of waking up, grabbing my phone, laying in bed, checking my email, checking all of my social accounts, doing just all the stuff before. You should be checking out Evan in the morning (laughs) before I'm even out of bed. And so ridiculous, right? I haven't even had my morning pee yet. (laughs) Oh my god. But my email's checked, oh my and, I, and I've checked all my other stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, and I was just like, why am I doing this? Yeah, well, like, are you going to win some award? I'm, like, depleting my energy, my mental capacity, before I'm even out of bed. Well, I think you're trying to, like, get ahead of it. I think so. I think I'm, like, it's, like, almost like, oh, yeah. what did I miss? What oh, did I, oh, and, and also, our team, we have team members all around the world. We have people that you know, work while we're sleeping. And so when I wake up and then I have Slack messages and sure. this and this, it's just so easy for me to just, it was it was too easy for me to reach over, grab my phone and check all my stuff. So I can see that. And I was going through some um, sleep issues. I wasn't sleeping great. And I was like, well, you know, I'm laying here scrolling mindlessly on social media before bed. And then, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, reach over, grab my phone. <gasps> and so I ended up, charging my phone in the bathroom oh my gosh yeah and it was awesome like I think I'm gonna have to go back to doing that because and I and you know it was like a it was a habit though that I had to break because I would wake up in the middle of the night and want to reach over and grab my (gasps) phone and I'm like oh well it's not there I guess I have to force myself to go back to sleep which okay great that's probably what I should be doing all along or my tip was to write in your worry journal I used to wake up at two o'clock in the morning I'm like oh I'm worried about whatever and I just write it all down and go back mm-hmm. to bed thank the lord yeah but yeah I grabbing your phone because I think that's like that is like such a Ugh. tip for managing work and home life and yeah. having those boundaries like just stop God, like it's not gonna it will wait for you the and chaos the first will be there step tomorrow. is awareness yes. you know because like we get like sucked into these bad habits and it just becomes like the norm well and especially just... if other people are doing it i have a coworker, to remain nameless <laughs> who would who will email me at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and i'm like dude i mean i would get up at five be on my peloton reading my emails so not really working out yeah, not being present. But responding because I was like, oh shit, you know, they, they email me at 4.15. Well, I got to respond at 5.15 because yeah. I don't want them to think I'm a slacker. Holy crap. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No one is judging and no one's yeah. giving out awards for earliest email response. That's so funny, Jane, that you say this about <sighs> nobody's giving out awards because I was literally thinking this today while I was at the office. Like, at the end of my life, yeah. nobody's going <laughs> to give me an award for working like a crazy woman and sacrificing my mental health and you know doing all these things so my friend donna when i was doing all the crazy stuff and being in everything and i'm sure she still feels this way today she said to me at your funeral no one is going to talk about your work and how Mm -hmm. many emails you responded to so quickly and how many projects you got done they're going to talk about you as a mother Mm -hmm. and you as a friend yeah and so that's what's important i'm like you're right 
and it's a habit of mine to be like overly involved and want to win and want to be the best and be competitive and want to answer the email the earliest. But I'm also like, since this year has started, I have not looked at email before I get to work. I used to read it in the car driving. I would read it on the Peloton. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I've also started to not look at it first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like I plan my to-do list. I plan my priorities because I don't need something that derails my entire day. I got my, I got a list of stuff that yep. I got to get done. So I think, you know, having the awareness, like I said, is, is really like the first step because we just get sucked into these bad habits. And then, you know, once you're kind of aware that you're doing it, just having a good boundary of like when you, basically it's kind of like when you reconnect in the morning and when you disconnect at yes, night. Yes, the boundary. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the next one because I think that's what we're talking about. Be present for your spouse, your partner, your kids Mm -hmm. because no one can multitask. I think I can multitask. I get caught every time. I'm (laughs) on the email. My husband's calling me. He's chatting about something that he thinks is important. And instead of giving him that time, Mm -hmm. I'm like looking at email. He knows. He's like, you're doing something else, aren't you? And I'm like, okay. Evan knows when I am And I'm like, that's just rude or on a Zoom call and I have three screens open so I can kind of look up here quietly and try to see if I can read this email. I'm not listening. So be present, be in the moment. All that work shit can wait. And people feel that vibe. They, they, it's like, I remember when I was dating and you're like in a social situation and you're talking to someone and they're looking over your shoulder Mm. at somebody else or at looking to find somebody else. You're like, Hmm, he's just not that into me. People feel that vibe. If you're not in the moment, so just be in the moment. Like we have a finite amount of time on this earth. Mm-hmm. Work is not as important as family and friends and home life. It is something that's necessary so that we can eat and have a roof over our heads. But it's just not that important. Try to do sneak attack email texting while you're supposed to be enjoying time with your friends and family and being present is just a good general tool for mental health too i mean so many people's anxiety and you know panic attacks you know come on from like future worry or like overthinking the past whereas like just being present just has so much power to help yeah you know with that too and that's just it's just like i said earlier to, to book time to put your phone away to be with your your family and friends it really is and while you're there don't have the phone in your pocket and like look down and check it just fucking put it away and mm-hmm. just be present I like I said I went to that um musical last week and I just was so focused on my friendship and the musical and the dinner it was the best mm-hmm. because I just committed to that time with that person and I don't get yeah. much time with her because we're both so busy so you know be all in. Be all in. So my tip, kind of, you know, we're kind of, we're really on the same page, Jane. We didn't share our tips in advance. No. But, so my tip is about investing in the relationships. So I think that relationships and people are the key to life above all else. Mm-hmm. Like that's what matters, which is similar to what you said. You which know. is interesting because I'm 50 and you're in your 30s and you already know that. And I didn't know that when I was your age. Well, I have I have definitely gone through some adversity, we'll call it, that has made me more aware of those things to really try to prioritize 
people differently. Especially even in the last six months, I would say it's become more of a priority for me. But, you know, above all else, the people in your life and the relationships that you have are what matters. Mm -hmm. Not the handbag or the house or the job title. You know, the people and the relationships. And I just believe that, you know, you should really prioritize the people that show up for you and you should show up well for the people that you love. And I think especially when you're a young entrepreneur or a new business owner, you get so like caught up in the grind mm-hmm. and you forget that, you know, each day that you're moving through your life, the people that you love are getting a day older. And, you know, when you think about, you know, like my grandma, for example, like, okay, you know, she's 83 years old. Let's say that I only see her five times a year. Well, she's 83. So, so then mathematically, how many more chances, how many more times am I going to see her in my life? Right. 20, 25, 10, you know, like depending on the age of that person. And so when you, when you think about it like that, it's like, gosh, I want to spend as much time with this person as I possibly can. Like, I don't want to sacrifice it for work. Yeah. So that's definitely something that's become a lot more um, kind of top of mind for me. Even like I got, I purchased some of these, uh, I'll let you check them out. Maybe not all of them, because one of them might be for you. But, <laughs> you know, these really funny cards, like oh, greeting cards. cards. And Haley uh, sent me sent me over the brand. And so I picked some out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, write some cards to people. You know, like, you, you yeah. put a card in the mail for me. And it, like, made my freaking day. You know? Like, yeah. it just shows that you care. And I, I don't know. I just really think that... We do get so caught up in the day-to-day and, like, making a li- – what's the saying? Like, don't get caught up in making making a living that you forget to live or something, something like that. You don't like make that. a life. Yeah. Yeah. I, amen. <laughs> so I think, you know, just – and again, it, it does come down to just having the awareness. And I think it's hard, too, because, like you said, some people either something has to happen or they get to a certain age and they really start to kind of – you know, prioritize those things. And it's just, I don't know, life happens. And then you just kind of realize what's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My next tip, in addition to scheduling and communication, you talked about planning. We do a lot of plan. I do a lot of planning. I like to have things to look forward to. So the year before, I start thinking about what we're going to do as a family the next year in order to save money in order to do the, the trips. I have to have a plan. If I decide this month I want to go to California and that's not going to work out. We also have to organize all the dogs and all the things. Yep. So I plan the next year as much as I can, the the spring break and the summer trip or no spring break, but a summer trip um, well in advance. And so my tip is in addition to scheduling and communication, plan your month, plan your quarter and plan your year. And even mm-hmm. if it's very loose, at least you have the framework for the year and then you can kind of roll into the quarter and we are in a very busy time of our lives we have two teenage children we've got sports we've got thinking about college Mm -hmm. so I feel very overwhelmed as a parent and then I have my demanding job Um, so I like to say to myself okay at least I have control over the calendar we have concerts and things that we have to do so I can kind of look and say okay this is the year and then this is the quarter, and then this is the month. And like, I know, Carly, the spring is really busy. One of my children does volleyball. We travel a lot. And then we've got 
you know, special things like a wedding that popped up that we're Mm -hmm. going to. And I don't let it overwhelm me because I'm like, okay, it's all taken care of. Doug does logistics and I do the calendar. And so it's manageable. Some people would look at our calendar and go, that's effing scary. Oh my God. (laughs) But I also know that there'll be lulls when we don't have much planned. Like, you know, in the summer or the, the holidays, people might have it in reverse where they're very busy in the summer and holidays. And in my business, spring and fall are the busiest times for transactions. So I know it's just going to be a S show for those months. <laughs> a um, she show? Yeah, a she show, especially <laughs> with the kids. So there's just other times where it's a lot less hectic, but I swear by mapping the year out, then back it down to the quarter and then back it down to the month. Or if you're like me and you accidentally book a trip a year oh in advance. Oh my gosh. You mean, okay, a year in advance is what I do. I book the trip a year in advance. But you thought you were booking a trip for this year. Oh yeah, so Evan and I last, well, two years ago. In 2021. In 2021, I was booking a trip to Charleston, South Carolina. And I was like, oh. You know, and this should have been a red flag because I was like, oh my gosh, there's a ton of availability for this coming weekend. And so oh, you were like one of the spontaneous trips, like yep, let's go away. Yep. I booked it and it's literally, I think it was like the following week or something. It wasn't that exact weekend. And it's the night before that we're supposed to be leaving. We're literally packed up. I've made all my work arrangements. Like we're out of town. We're out of office, out of office responder on. And I'm like, okay, I need to like check and see how we get into the house and so i go into airbnb and i'm like why aren't these dates matching up oh like friday is the 21st you thought it was gonna be the 22nd oh my gosh i was like oh i guess we could have gone down today and then i was like oh my god and i saw the date 2022 and my heart my gosh sank and i was sitting there and like i I didn't say anything to evan yet and i was just like oh my god you gotta be kidding me And I was like, well, I guess we're not going to be going to Charleston because I booked it in advance. We're going next year. And it was so devastating to me, but I was like, you know what? I am not canceling this trip. And so a year rolled around and we went to Charleston, South Carolina, (laughs) and it was awesome. Uh, But yeah, that was the universe making me plan my 2022 vacation. (laughs) I've had a friend, did I already tell you this story, that... She went on a cruise and she booked the wrong flight day. So when she went to the airport on Friday to get down to wherever for the cruise that was leaving on Saturday, they're like, your flight's tomorrow. Oh my gosh. And she's like, heart sink. The whole family had all their bags and everything, passports. And they're like, Ugh. get us. I guess they had to drive. But so it happens to the best of us. <laughs> the universe will make you find a way to... Golly. I think I told you Airbnb. We Airbnb'd on Baldhead um, during COVID. <clears throat> I'd never done Airbnb, and I was like, "Wow, that's so affordable!" For I heard Baldhead so expensive. It's so affordable. We packed the car. We were bringing the dog. We're down at the ferry, like miles from the ferry, and I get an email from Airbnb. You've been scammed. This is not real. We've our fraud department has just realized. Oh my gosh! That this isn't real. And we're going to refund your money. I'm like... What did you do? Did you I find was another like, place? F, like, I don't... Where, where, we that is one of my biggest spot. fears. And of course, you know, in COVID, there were no vacation homes available. Right. So they searched and searched. But not only was... This is a blessing. 
everything happens for a reason. A hurricane was coming up the Atlantic oh coast. If you ever want a hurricane to hit, the, just go on vacation with me. Every time I go on vacation, <laughs> there's a hurricane. And Hurricane we, Jane. There was nothing available, plus anything that was available that would take dogs. Was yeah. like, we're boarding up That's for the freaking hurricane. You're not, you can't come here. So I just pivoted and we drove all the way to Florida and stayed oh. with my father in a two-bedroom kind of villa condo. So awkward. <laughs> but I was, I'll be damned if I was turning yes. around. <laughs> yes. Good so, for you. You made, uh, made I it made lemonade, man. I'm, I am, I am the pivot queen. Cameron uh, gave me an award last year for pivot queen because literally <laughs> I could get my foot run over. I'm like, not a problem. We're pivoting and we're going to move on. Like I, nothing rattles me. I think it's from having twins. That's hilarious. Nothing rattles me. Oh my gosh. It's fine. We're pivoting and we're moving yeah, on. Yeah, everything's fine. That's hilarious. Um. Okay. I think I've kind of mentioned one? this. I do. It's about kids. If you have kids, please find time to show up. The the time goes by so quickly. I remember when my kids were like toddlers and I thought, I am in living hell. This will never end. When will I get a break? Now they want basically nothing to do with me. I mean, they will give me a hug and a kiss, ask for 20 bucks or more, and um, and that's it. So I think people should go to the games, should leave early to go to the concerts, should, you know, whatever, go. Because uh-huh. it is fleeting and the project or your boss or any, that is fleeting too. Like that's not important. And I remember someone in the industry who's older than I am saying she used to put on her calendar that she had an appointment with a client mm-hmm. in order to go to her child's baseball game yeah. because it wasn't in vogue. It wasn't um, acceptable to leave early to go to children's activities. But thankfully, more and more today it is. Yeah, the work culture that's yeah. becoming thankfully, more. Thankfully, it's mm-hmm. changed for moms and dads. Because I know the dads missed out on a lot of things because they were at the office all damn day and evening. But um, you, I remember my parents came to one game a season. Mm-hmm. And I just was always like, I'll never be that. I'm going to be at everything I can be at. And guess what? I have had a great career. I am in lots of organizations. So it hasn't hindered me at all to be involved with my children's life. Um, so that's my tip. Don't miss out on what's important with your kids. I love it. I think the only other tip that I had was just about exercising and moving your body more. You know, like for me, sometimes, you know, just just a simple walk, you know, around our neighborhood or around Innsbruck will just kind of help me kind of transition from work mode to home mode, you know, or something. And, you know, maybe it doesn't like you almost it's almost kind of like setting up a ritual mm-hmm. to signal to yourself, okay, the work day's over. I'm transitioning into home life. That's a good tip. You know, and so maybe it, maybe it's not exercise for everybody, but I think that's a good one for me personally to just like let off some steam and well, like I'm moving. Yeah, even I mean, if it's not exercise, going for a walk yeah. is. I mean, any time of the day, just to yeah get some balance back, listen to a podcast like this one, <laughs> um, and just transition. Or mm-hmm. take a break, but transitioning, that's good. I have stopped working out after work, and I do find that I'm a little tense when I get home. See, I've started lifting weights again, oh. and I love that. Yeah. And so you can just pop upstairs and do some workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a tip, and it's kind of funny, because I said make time to be involved in groups and things that 
in addition to work that bring you joy. Joy, yep. Um, so I'm involved in a, a philanthropy, cystic fibrosis. You guys know about it. And it brings me joy to do something other than work mm-hmm. and other than my immediate family because they're not out there hiking the trail with me. Right. But it gives me a perspective like I have something else in my life that's just for me or and something is helping. that's bigger than you yeah. too. You know, it's, it's nice to like feel a part of that. Because I think with work-life balance, it's not just life meaning your home life. It's your whole life. Mm-hmm. And I do think you need something like Brittany talked about just for yourself um, or for your community or, you know, a group or doing something that's that's outside of that one category of work and the other category of home. It's another category. And I think if you find something, my friend Christy is doing pottery, like it's just something else besides your two worlds gives you, you know, some joy. Are we talking about hobbies? Yes, <laughs> hobbies, houses, <laughs> and, and husbands. We've left I, them all. And how I need, I need a hobby. Oh, so can we talk about some... hobbies? Because I have a hobby fail. I'd like to share with the group. Yeah, let's. I thought I was a really good dancer back in the day. I wanted to be a rockette, and I would love to go to clubs and dance. It was like my thing, and so. I don't know. After kids, I was like, I need to figure out how I'm going to do some exercise and dance. I want to see I'm, these videos. I need oh, some video evidence girl. of you out on the, at the club. Oh, I was dancing. the clubs. Up in the clubs. <laughs> um, I joined this group in Scott's Edition or this kind of dance club called Turn. And I loved it, except for I was awful. So they do these really fun, hip-hop, sexy dances. Not like the pole but like really cool. That and was going to be my next question no if you've pole. ever done. Mm-mm, I haven't done pole. <laughs> but definitely look at them on Instagram, tur- Instagram, turn, RVA, I think. is. And I was like so embarrassed that I couldn't pick up the steps and I just would go back over and over and I could not pick up the steps. And I finally was like, I, I got to hang it up. Like I'm not going to be hip hop queen. This is so funny because I go through a similar phase every once in a while <laughs> and I just did this turn up. I, I wonder if it's the same thing, but they also, cause I think they do have a location here, but I signed up like virtually and I was trying to learn the moves. Oh, uh, were you? Here. And I felt so stupid. Did you feel sexy when you were trying to learn the moves? I felt like an idiot and I used to feel like sexy when I was up in the club dancing and now I'm I think I was basically proving to myself that I'm not that hot so um I would have to I just don't know how they memorize all those steps because they won't like send you a video because it's proprietary and that's what I want I want somebody to like slowly teach me the moves and they just like hop right into it and I'm like what well there was a girl there and she's like just don't worry get in the middle basically move around and so of course I'm so competitive that I'm thinking by the second or third time I'll have the dance down they do like six dances mm-hmm. it's they a don't good teach you the dance you just kind of stand there and you move like a bozo yes yeah, so anyway do, do, I would cry do other people just naturally pick it up like do I other people so. just pick it up by I the wish second I could <laughs> I left there one night in tears no and I'm like I can't do this to myself this but is supposed to be a stress for doing it like you know I think it takes gut grit and guts to try something new and put yourself out there like that well, I still so. have my dancing shoes so I, oh I think this stem for I took tap dancing my youth I'm a great tap dancer <laughs> okay listen so we're gonna be doing an in a uh, Instagram type slay after dark and Jane's gonna have to show us some of her moves I, I suck at moves I think I'm gonna have to take some lessons I can't twerk or anything <laughs> 
Um, I had someone tell me that you need some junk in the trunk to twerk. And I just, well, sister, maybe I'm my not flat ass isn't going to help me out with the twerking. <laughs> we'll do the Macarena. <laughs> I can line dance. And I did a lot of country line dancing. So I think I'm a good dancer, but that was a complete fail. I can do some Copperhead Road line dancing. <laughs> All right. On that, Is that note. sexy enough? On that note, we have several updates. One is we're going to be speaking to a group next week, Women in Design. I'm so excited about our sit-down coffee, what is it, fireside chat. I'm still on the fence about doing an Instagram Live during it or recording it as our next podcast. We're going to have some fresh content coming out. Shout out to Evan Bell. And we've got some interviews coming up. Um, Oh, Congratulations on our thousandth listen. Woo! I think we're up to 1,050 I'm listens. so proud of us. Even though I thought we had no listens, no followers. I'm not worried about you. that at all. I'm just doing this to have fun. But that was a super cool milestone. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. Congrats to you. Good stuff. So um, we're out here slaying it. Trying to. Trying to. And we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and we'll tune in again soon. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at the Type Slay Podcast. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn now as Yay. well. Okay, see you later. Type Slay! We're so excited to bring you new episodes, special guests, and share real-life advice to help you slay it. Slay it!